0: to the Girl Tries Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host Victoria Smith. I am a stress reduction coach who is all about helping you reduce your stress so that you actually have time and energy for the things that matter most to you in life. Now today I really want to dive into talking about how you stress less about politics. <laughs> but before the, before I get into that, the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Now we're gonna play a really quick ad uh, run by the Alberta Health Services because we're having a little bit more people heading to emerge than we should. So here's that information. We ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options. I would definitely go to emergency if I broke my arm. If you stopped breathing or something's really wrong. If you had a cold, you should probably just go to a doctor and not into the emergency. Or clinic. If you have an emergency, we're here to help. If it's not an emergency, you have options. Take control of your health. Call 811 or visit ahs.ca slash options. I want to tell you about a fellow Alberta Podcast Network member. And given that we're talking about politics on the podcast today, I want to talk to you about the Dave Berta podcast. Um, It's something that I recommend within the podcast itself. So Dave Cornway and Adam Rosenhart, they talk about all about Alberta politics. And I actually think they do a great job at it being fairly balanced. It's not incredible, it's not incredibly biased like many of the other media things that you will find out there. So you can find them at daveberta.ca. I highly recommend that you take a listen, especially if you live in Alberta. Otherwise, if you don't live in Alberta, you probably don't need to hear about it. Anywho. So they are just back. They got back on July 15th. So by the time that this episode is going live, you will be able to tune in and catch up on Alberta politics and everything that you may have missed. Okay. Okay, so like I said, this topic is about stressing less about politics, and it is a topic that I have been noodling on for quite some time. As a stress reduction coach, there are still areas of my life that I find quite stressful. And if I think of the one that's at the top, it's at the top because I don't always feel the most equipped to deal with it, and that's politics. So obviously, I have no idea where you're tuning in from and where you're listening to this, but I will just share my own experience and maybe you can sort of relate to it. So I live in Alberta, and we recently had a provincial election that has very much divided the province. Um, It feels like we're starting to experience the divide that exists in the U.S. and in the U.K., and I would list other countries, but I am not as well versed in their politics. But it feels like every country is experiencing a harsh divide, in large part, I believe, due to the increase in media and infotainment that is flooding our lives. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. The question is, what do we do about it? As I see it, there are three options for how we can choose to engage with politics. So option one is we we avoid politics at all costs. We don't engage, we don't read the news, we unfollow any accounts that talk about it and instead we hone in on our own lives. Option two is we dive headlong in. We are like beyond passionate about politics, we share our opinions loud and proud and we are involved in an active way. Option three is where I think most people want to live, um, which is where we are informed in order to make decisions, but we are not letting politics rule our lives and our stress levels. So I aim for option three, but the problem with that is that there is such a fine line between being informed enough and being flooded with information that enrages us. So let me be clear, aiming for option three doesn't mean every day is a precise balance. I frankly don't believe balance is a thing anyways, but it means that we're striving for more equilibrium. So how do we get there? I, Like I said, I've been thinking long and hard about this and have been implementing the following five strategies, which have personally made a positive impact on my relationship with stress and politics, so I hope that they're helpful for you as well. So number one is to choose your media consumption wisely. So much media these days is infotainment. They provide a little information, but they are aiming for your clicks, which they garner through shouting headlines, frustrating images, and choice words, which are aimed to rile you up. If you turn on the TV, and yes, people do still watch TV, much of the news feels more like opinion shows, and yet they don't specifically state that they're opinions. Context is rarely provided anymore, and I don't know about you... But in my own life, I could point to several moments where if you plucked a statement of mine out of context, it would sound horrific and out of line and out of line with my values. In context, it makes much more sense and is not enraging. Uh, And the same goes for infotainment. So where can you go to find actual news that is more fact driven? So I don't have the exact answers for you because it depends what city and what country you live in. But what I would suggest is when you start reading news, news sources, do so with a critical eye. Do they present both sides or is it more biased to one or the other? Does it feel opinion driven? Are they painting one side as good and one side as bad? That's a really great indicator because news orga- organizations know that good versus evil sells. Now it's harder to sell a balanced portrayal of a situation and yet that is the news source that you need to seek out if you want to be informed and still tone down your stress levels. In Alberta, my favorite podcast to listen to about the news is Dave Berta, which we already talked about, who's a fellow Alberta Podcast Network member. And for the most part, they really aim to provide a balanced view. And they also bring on guests who share different viewpoints, which I find really helpful. And it comes out about every two weeks. So I find that I'm getting top information as opposed to like the constant stream of information that, you know, could throw each and every day off course. Now, when it comes to social media, I am steering clear of Twitter these days, Twitter feels like a less friendly place, and um, at least it does these days, and it's more like the easiest venue to throw barbs at strangers. On Facebook, I choose to mute friends who share political content that is vastly opposed to my opinions or that falls in that infotainment category. So let's be clear, I'm I'm not living in an echo chamber, like remember I do read the news, but I'm trying to keep my friends my friends. (laughs) Number two, avoid the comment section. So let's say that you do click on a news article that has some, that someone has shared on social. Above all else, do not read the comments section. Now, the comments section is a bit like a drug. We are pulled there because we are looking for validation that other people think the way that we do. But instead, we find pure rage <laughs> for the most part. Total strangers insulting one another from everything from their political views to how they misspelled a word. The comments section is not going to bring you validation. It will not provide you with educated viewpoints and it will only bring you more stress. End of. I know it's an addictive scroll, but this is one action that will seriously decrease your stress if you've been struggling with it. Number three is get up close. Now, when the last election happened, I realized how much I live in a bubble, not because I don't read the news, but because other than the workplace, I surrounded myself with people who think like me and vote like me, and I was really troubled by the ramifications for human rights under the current political leaders, and I wondered how, quite frankly, how people voted for them. And then as that week passed, I interacted with a number of people who help out my family in many ways. Like, our pipes burst, so the plumber came in. Our car was on the fritz, so we went to the garage. I had a number of appointments for, like, paperwork related to passports and insurance. And statistically, 60% of the people that I would be engaging with voted differently to me. And yet I had really pleasant interactions with all of them. The thing that Brene Brown talks about in regards to political divisiveness is that we need to get up close. It is so easy to vilify people from a distance, but get up close and you likely want the same things. I massively disagree with many of the policies of my current government, but I can only assume that the people who voted for them wanted an economically viable province. They want their kids to grow up safe. They want good health care and education. We just drastically disagree on the how, but I don't think we disagree on the why. We might disagree on sort of how many degrees of separation from our own family unit that we should look out for, but we don't disagree about looking after our own family. If you have ever watched Queer Eye, in season one, there was an episode with the Republican cop. So he and Karamo were in the car together discussing police violence towards black people, and they had a conversation that is typically screamed in the headlines, but not discussed with civility. And as a result, they actually got somewhere and came to an understanding that they want the same thing. Usually what we're screaming about is the outliers, and yet we paint all people who vote that way with the same brush. So when you get up close, you usually find that we want the same things, but we disagree on how to get there. So focus on the why. Find the commonalities. Number four is to set clear boundaries. So following on get up close... If that is not a place that you feel capable of for the safety of your mental health, then set clear boundaries. I no longer have political conversations at work. <laughs> they stress me out too much and it makes work a, re- a less pleasant place for me. And if someone were to start a conversation with me about politics in the workplace or just a stranger, I would say, I'm sorry, but I don't discuss, discuss politics. Simple as there are certain people with whom I discuss politics because I know that it's going to be constructive. I know we're going to respect our differences. Uh, I know we're actually <laughs> read the news and going to be educated about it. And there's other people where it is just not worth my mental energy to go there. Um, so I just don't. Now in episode number 97 of the podcast, we talked specific specifically about how to set boundaries in a variety of situations. So I really suggest you go out and check out that episode. I'll include the link to it in the show notes in the description today. But the basics of a boundary is you determining the behavior that you're comfortable with, stating what that is, communicating the consequence that will ensue if your boundary is not respected, and then enforcing it. And repeat. (laughs) So it sounds really simplistic, but I suggest that you check out that episode, episode 97, to see tangible examples of boundary setting and practice it for yourself. Because I guarantee if you're feeling angry with someone, it's because a boundary has been crossed. Now, my final note on this is don't feel bad if you don't know how to set boundaries. Most of us were never taught this because our parents were never taught it. Many of us learned this for the first time in therapy or on our own personal development journey. Just know that the best time to start is now. So number five is take the political action that you are comfortable with. Now, at a minimum, I do believe that everyone should vote, particularly women, given how much we have fought for the right to vote. Beyond voting, I think that you have to take the level of political action that you're comfortable with. For example, I am not comfortable volunteering to canvas. My brain gets riddled with scenarios where strangers tell me to go bleep myself. And so that is a political action I don't think I'm ever going to be able to take. I am, however, comfortable with writing to local representatives about my concern. I am comfortable donating, albeit it's not in huge dollar amounts. I am comfortable sharing real data that I find that supports policies that I'm fighting for. I am not comfortable getting into Twitter battles with trolls. And I no longer receive political mailings because I find all parties to be hyperbolic in their positions and... All of them add unnecessary stress, even the one that I support. Um, I am not comfortable trying to persuade you to think differently. And this is new for me, but I've decided it's a hill that I'm not willing to die on. I will share information, but I'm not going to have the debate with you one-on-one anymore. It's just not worth it to me. Now, don't get me wrong. If the time comes where I need to protest for human rights, I will be there. But I am choosing not to dive into this headspace on a daily basis. I understand that this probably reeks of privilege. And it does. But I am the only one that is in charge of my mental health. I am the only one that has to live with my thoughts, my stress, the weight of my challenges. And so it is my choice and my privilege to decide how much, how deep I am willing to dive into politics to maintain my mental health. And it's yours as well. So that's where I'm at as far as stressing less about politics. I'm really curious, where do you land on this? Are there other tips that you would use to keep informed but not overwhelmed? Because if so, I would love to hear about them. You can comment in the show notes, which again are at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast 120 episode 120. Um, Or you can connect with me on Instagram at stresslessladies. Now, it goes without saying that I do not want to hear your political viewpoint. I do not want to hear if you disagree with me on politics or if you agree with me. Quite frankly, that is not a concern to me. What I care about is... How are you managing your stress around politics? That's the constructive conversation that we can have about this. Because at the end of the day, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't care how you vote. I respect the fact that you are on a journey to decrease your stress. I care that you care about your mental health. That is it. So I hope you have a fantastic day. If you could take a second to rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate it. And my last ask is that if you are enjoying the podcast, can you like text the link to this episode to a couple people? Because the best way to grow a podcast audience is for for you to tell other people about it. Apple Podcasts and rating reviews are great. They give that kind of validity when people are searching out something new. But quite frankly, you probably hear about other podcasts because someone has told you. So if you could tell someone about my podcast today, I would absolutely be over the moon. You would make my day. So thank you in advance. Have a fantastic day. Read better news sources. (laughs) Stop stressing about politics. I just want you to live a happier, more engaged life, you guys. Have a great week. Take care, okay?